0: What is a growth mindset? So like the first step is like being aware that there is something limiting your growth and you control it. And then step two is recognizing those things and removing them.
1: What's up, everybody? Armand here, back with another episode. Today's guest, we have Stefan He He's a really great guest and I had a lot of fun. I've actually been on his podcast before. He's the host of the SDR Hire podcast. Um, He's also the former founder of in creator which was really fun to get to know and talk to and in this episode We go over a lot of really cool things So if you've heard some stories from me SDRing in the past, you know that it leads to really great active listening skills So we go in depth and talk a little bit more about the active listening skills that we both learned from having a podcast and being BDRs super helpful stuff Uh, We talk to a lot of people. (laughs) Um, We also define what we believe a growth mindset to be. uh, And we talk about his hobby, which he does Cuban salsa. At one point, he was like a salsa instructor. It was pretty awesome, pretty fun to talk to. And you should definitely check out his podcast, the SDR Hire Podcast. It's really good. Um, I'm I'm not just saying that because I was a guest. I really liked it and I really liked um, just like learning about SDR stuff. Go ahead, check it out. But before you do, listen to this episode of the Play Hard Podcast.
0: Work hard, play hard. Work hard, play hard.
1: Work hard, play hard. Work hard, play hard. Okay, we yeah, let's just dive in. Let's pray I get the name right. Hello, listener, for everyone out there, this is Stefan Sonić, the Serbian legend himself. He is the formerly a founder at In Creator and the current founder and host of the SDR Hire podcast, which we will have down below. I did an episode with him. So if you like hearing my voice on this end, you should hear it from the other side where I talk even more. All right, Stefan, how you doing, man? Great to see you. Great to have you back.
0: Thanks, dude. It's a pleasure seeing you again. And uh, like you mentioned, I really enjoyed our chat back on my show um i like your setup more so i'm gonna steal a few few things here and there (laughs) um but yeah i'm doing pretty well it's actually 9 p.m here uh, so it's the basically the the perfect time for shooting a podcast episode i gotta say
1: yeah i'm surprised you don't got a drink in hand (laughs) maybe you do i can't see it But, but um yeah one thing i i snagged from your setup that i think is fantastic i'm still working on mine but i loved your guest sheet like Mm -hmm. the PDF that you send to every single guest because I've received some like from the host standpoint. I've had people be like, as a guest, like this is what we send to podcasters. So you guys know like what to talk about, whatever. And that's, that's like pretty helpful. And I I do want to look at that for whenever I go on guesting, but dude, it was so helpful as being a guest because I knew what you were going to talk about. I kind of knew what stories to prepare. I knew, like I I just felt good and prepared and I've had feedback of people say, "Yeah, I wish we kind of knew a little bit more going into it." So, yeah, what what are some things that you've learned from podcasting in general? Any tips and tricks that myself and the listener can steal?
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. So, let's start with the the, the prep sheet for the podcast obviously not my idea i stole it from somebody else um so when Classic. i was yeah i mean you know you just gotta be resourceful when i was starting uh, my podcast i hit up a few people and i was like hey you know what are some best practices can you just share a little bit like i was really terrified of like screwing up uh, can we curse uh, here yeah okay say what you want sure um i just you know i don't want to screw up i you know i don't want to overpay for something or like you know i I, how is it gonna look like on the other end anyway so i hit up a few people and so a friend of mine or at like an internet friend moni sees i don't know his last name but moni we kind of met on linkedin and we were together in one community. I was just like, "Hey, dude, I know you have a podcast. It's a very niche podcast, I think. Um, like, how are you handling that? You know, can you give me a few pointers?" He told me he has this prep sheet, you know, where he gives them all the instructions. I was like, "Wow, awesome!" So I basically stole that. Uh, kind of, you know, did it in my own way, but it was it was pretty useful. And I see a lot of people actually tell me, "Hey, you know, that's that's useful. I know what I can expect. I know how how to prepare. You know, sometimes." And for example it's um, weird when you ask a really tough question and they haven't seen the prep sheet or like, you know, and there's like an awkward silence and people are like, well, um, yeah, that is a good question, then they they stand. And then when you're editing, you got to kind of, you know, figure out whether you're going to cut that out or whatever. So, yeah. And regarding what I've learned, oh man, um, I've sharpened my sales skills actually and listening skills rather, but like consequentially than sales skills through the podcast because I think and when I look at the first episodes I've made a huge uh, improvement on how I speak uh, my vocality uh, the way I listen to people the reactions I get from people so um, and like what questions to ask some questions don't resonate so I just cut them out and ask other questions and I think it's the same way when you're doing sales it's like You know, okay, is this question actually, you know, piquing interest or is it just a filler? So yeah, that's that's kind of one of the the learnings that I've had.
1: Damn, that's pretty interesting. So what um what would you say are some of the bigger listening skills that you've taken away from podcasting? Because I dude, I feel like I've learned a ton. And I had I been doing this more during the BDR days, I would have definitely had a lot of better tools and stuff. But yeah, what what listening skills in general, not just in sales? have you learned from podcasting?
0: Yeah. So I think it's... I, I had really a great chance to practice the, those skills that, for example, Josh Brown always talks about, which is... Or rather, you know, like Chris Voss, but um, mirroring, labeling. Um, mm. it, it, it just works. People feel heard. Mm-hmm. I literally just say the last word somebody said, for example, I was just, um, I, I didn't want to do it, you know, in the end, but, uh, you said like in the BDR days, I would say in the BDR days and, you know, you would just keep talking and it's amazing how yeah. it actually really works. And I, I've seen you do those things as well. So um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really a great skill. Very true. But like, I've, I, I haven't had as much of a chance to perf, let's, let's call to practice it as much in sales so much as i've had the opportunity um through the podcast because i guess i feel more relaxed i mean i do it all the time i see see, i catch myself doing it with my girlfriend with uh, my friends with like you know whenever i want something from somebody let's put it like that i would yeah you know like let them speak more and um like for example, when I'm buying a car, I would rather, for example, because I am currently in the process of buying a car, I'm like, okay, I'm going to make this person speak as much as possible and be like, that's interesting, and just keep them talking because, like, I have this rule. I don't even remember where I got it from. Like, the person that, who speaks more is the one that's going to get sold, if that makes sense. So if you're speaking more, you are the one getting sold. Um, and if I'm speaking as a seller more, well, then I'm buying my prospect's no versus if my prospect is speaking more, he's, you know, uh, uh, persuading himself into into buying what I'm saying. So that's kind of... Yeah,
1: interesting. Yeah, I, I definitely... Well, there's a lot to touch on there. One, didn't really... Like, it kind of makes sense as someone who self-proclaims an over talker sometimes. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, totally makes sense when you talk a lot. Another thing is Chris Voss, big inspiration of mine. I use a lot of his tips and tools and whatnot. And yes, they do work. They work very, very well. It's pretty nuts. And he is on a very high authority in, in the negotiating and talking world. So I totally agree. Uh, three. Yeah. I dude, one thing I've, so I wrote this post on Reddit mm-hmm. I wrote it on the social skills subreddit, and it's about active listening. And I was blown away at the, like, level of feedback it got. It got, like, almost 300,000 views, like, 2.7 thousand likes. It was, like, I was shocked at how many people this resonated with, and it was about active listening. And what I said about active listening was, it's, most people listen to reply and they just want to talk back like they listen so that i can say something back or like i'm stuck in my thoughts so that i want to say something back to you and true active listening is listening to understand you're not just listening to say "Mm mm-hmm or yeah and then like go into your point it's like completely letting go from what i want to say and honing in on why are you saying that and like when you're understanding and on the same page that's when you can be like oh in my experience, this is how that relates or have some sort of like, from what I'm gathering, what you're saying, blah, 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 blah. And when they're, when they say something, dude, I got, and then I got this from Chris Voss when they say like, yeah, exactly. Or that's right. You're correct. Uh, things like that. Not, you know what I mean? Um, you notice that it really, like, that's active listening. To me, active listening, it's not just, like, nodding your head and saying yes and whatnot. It's when someone feels like they are being understood, you did your job as a listener correctly.
0: Absolutely. Here's one thing that uh, you just (laughs) reminded me of is something I had been struggling ever since I started a podcast, even before, like, doing sales and stuff, Um, and even now, which is, You tell this amazing story, this great piece of, like, content. And I'm just, like, that's amazing. And I don't have a good way of just acknowledging what you have just said. And what I started trying to do is saying it back to you, like, summarized, for example. Yeah. literally how Chris Voss uh, coaches it. And, like, it creates such a better... Um, infrastructure for, you know, deepening the conversation afterwards. So um, uh, I definitely resonate with what you, with you just said. And uh, what I can say is it's really freaking hard to do it. Um, and no wonder it got so much attention uh, on the thread because it's simply, um, I don't know a lot of people who do it, uh, let alone who do it properly. And yeah, yeah. So, it's 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 pretty it's pretty cool uh, not just in sales but and I, that's what i love about sales as well because like it, uh, the the amount of transferable skills into every other part of your life uh, relationships uh, f- with friends with family with uh, loved ones with like yourself it's it's really cool
1: yeah so let's go a little bit into in creator um mm-hmm. so what what a company was that and how did that how did that go
0: that okay um quick step back (laughs) your face right there Uh, yeah yeah it's um so here it goes um back in late 2021 i i made the leap i decided i'm gonna go into entrepreneurship i had this one idea um and i started doing some you know basically freelancing for companies helping them with uh, outbound sales and stuff In the meantime, I started posting actively on LinkedIn and realized there is a gap and like you can't see how your post is going to look like before you publish it. And I was like, well, there's gotta be a tool for that. And I started looking for it. I realized there isn't really a good one or at least I couldn't find one at the time. And I was like, okay, I might as well make this. I mean, I wanna be an entrepreneur. And you know, it's, it would be cool to have a SaaS, you know, and then I went into, like, projections, how much money I can make and how, how big this can go and, like, how many active mm-hmm. users and people publishing on LinkedIn and whatnot. Um, and a funny thing, so I had this mini community uh, of, like, you know, uh, friends and friendly people around me uh, from my network mm-hmm. that we were kind of supporting each yeah. other, sim- like a small pod for LinkedIn. Uh, they were kind of boosting each other's posts uh, on LinkedIn, like a few people. And a uh, funny thing, uh, another pair of entrepreneurs uh, in that group b- basically had the same idea, basically at the same time. And so we kind of started doing it at the same time and building different separate products without mm-hmm. actually knowing the other uh, the other team was doing it, uh, more or less. And uh, we ended up, so I launched and they launched like a month after me. Um, and... Yeah, that's, that's in short. So the the bottom line is at some point I realized I do not have the right skills to launch it as quickly as it should be because it started getting uh, a lot of, uh, very competitive. And, you mm. know, the, the the guys from Serbia as well, they're currently, they're called, so initially their name was uh, authority, authority, Um It's, uh, author it up right now uh, you've probably seen it because it went viral more than uh, more than once and I love the product they, they really did an amazing job I think they like on a technical from a technical solution standpoint I think they did a better job than than my team but um yeah um, you know it was a fun learning experience I don't know if how familiar you are taplio for example is in that space they got just acquired by, by Lempire, so it's it's really it's really a fun um Uh, fun like uh, you know uh, segment and like my takeaway from it is simply again I was right maybe I was like six months late but you know my instincts were in the right place and I actually got myself to build a product which is amazing Uh, I got to partner with some awesome people to do it and learned a ton Um, not sad at all You know, it was good while it lasted. The next one is going to be even better. And um, so, yeah, you know, it's uh, the the instincts are still sharp. I think that's that's kind of the biggest takeaway. Yeah, I
1: think the important thing is that you were starting this thing without like there's a whole other people working on this at the same time. You guys didn't know there was there was a true need. And the fact that you were able to see that was really important.
0: Exactly. And that's kind of what I'm proud of. Everything else, like back then, I was really stressed. I was like, Oh my God, it's not, you know, it's not blowing up. I thought everybody's going to start using it. Um, and then like, you know, it's okay. I didn't have the skills that I needed to launch it properly. And that's okay. Like I'm learning constantly. So, um, all good, but yeah, that's the in creator story. I love, by the way, I'm so proud of the name. It's probably the best name for such a tool. Um, out there like uh, not because of, because it's mine but i think it's just a really <laughs> awesome name anyway yeah so that's the story yeah. creator
1: and what about the sdr hire podcast um this is what you've been working on now what w- also what else are you doing
0: okay um So I've never really stopped doing helping companies do outbound sales. It was just like on and off. I was constantly trying to stop doing it because I wanted to focus on other projects, but it was just coming my way and I was like, okay, that's fine. I have one company that I'm working with. We initially started um, with like outbound sales and then I transitioned more towards copywriting and marketing stuff doing for them, which like a... a part-time freelancer. Um, I have another company that I started working with recently. I'm helping them build like an outbound function um, and eventually help them hire SDRs to fill those uh, roles. Um, And yeah, the SDR Hire podcast isn't the initial idea. So SDR Hire was the idea with which I uh, quit my job and decided to go into entrepreneurship. Uh, The idea was simple, um, but like the execution was a bit more complex. And what I wanted to do is basically this. So I wanted to create a TikTok-like experience for hiring managers where they would scroll through anonymous profiles of BDRs and Mm. STR candidates um, and could hear their cold calls. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow! And exactly. And instead of going through their uh, their resumes, they would literally hear and see the skills that they would hire them for, um, like BDR Tinder. Exactly, and and, and you could literally <laughs> you know swipe left and right if you if you like a candidate, and then on 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 the other hand, the candidate could swipe or like accept um, whether they like the company. Um, but as you can imagine, you know, idea-wise, it's awesome. Um, Execution-wise, it's not really that uh, simple. It, it, like, it had so many different um, different things to kind of uh, think through and, like, build and stuff like that. And then I just realized, well... Um, you know, I don't necessarily have to build a technological solution for this. Like, it can be manual. And then I got kind of stuck in between different projects and in-creator and stuff like that. And at some point, I was just like, hmm, I want to do a podcast. How cool would it be to just drive um, demand and, like, drive candidates, like, inbound through the podcast? And I- I've been I've been successful at it, I would say. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of how the podcast came uh, came to life. And it became basically a project of its own. So, you know, whether... Oh, that's sick. Yeah. 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 It's I, I'm enjoying it simply because I'm learning a new skill um, completely, like, uh, you know, unintentionally. Um, but, you know, it, it I brings... I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know you. I, I mean, like, um, I know how much you've learned because we talked about this um, through your podcast. Yeah. And I know that you kind of decided you want to focus more on on that project as well. Uh, But one thing that I do want to emphasize about this is at some point, I just just realized I was trying to prove to, you know, uh, some fictional characters (laughs) that I can actually, you know, launch a podcast, have an email marketing, uh, you know, like a newsletter, uh, you know, that I can do all of these different things. I was just kind of trying to prove a point. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm right now I'm like, um, trying to narrow my activities down and, and, you know, make sure that I'm, uh, focusing on what matters, but yeah. Dude. Excellent.
1: Yeah. So on focusing on what matters, marrying, mm-hmm. focusing on what matters now, what, <laughs> yeah, what exactly, what is like the big things that have been mattering to you lately?
0: Ooh. um, here's, here's why it was an ooh. uh, because that's that's the thing that I was missing. I didn't know what actually matters. I didn't know hmm. what I actually wanted. And do you think
1: anyone knows?
0: Yeah, I do. I do. I know people who know what they want and they relentlessly execute it and they're successful at it. And it's not like a, they're better and I'm worse. It's simply we all have different backgrounds, different life experiences that shape us into what we are. And, you know, those experiences create certain barriers, psychologically, that we need to overcome. In my case, it was literally that. So instead of focusing on what matters, which is, you know, my career slash professional success, Slash making a ton of money. Slash creating a lot of value. Slash being successful at these things that I kind of envisioned. I was more focused on proving uh, some people wrong. And I'm not saying some people in a sense of like specific people. No. It's like fictional characters in my head. I mean I'm not crazy. I'm just saying like um, you know uh, your yeah. mom and dad that are just sitting in your head. Like the the voices right. So and that is, is what was my where my bottleneck was up until just recently literally i had a breakthrough like re- recently i'm so proud of it and that's why i'm kind of speaking about <laughs> it but like it took me so long to just figure out what was what was just, what, what was my uh, bottleneck and that's yeah. why i was focused on like five different things instead of just you know executing this one um and all of a sudden a lot of a lot more um um psychological um space was created for me like capacity to take on more activities to to do things um, in a more focused manner so yeah that's what focus means i guess
1: so i'm curious what were some of the things that you did that led up to this kind of breakthrough like was it some internal work maybe some journaling was it talking things out like what how did this you know these these aha moments don't come. It may feel like right in the moment, but there there are a couple things that you do as a person leading up to it. So, what were some of the things that worked for you?
0: Uh, the biggest and probably one of the most important things that I've done in my life was uh, starting to go to therapy um, and and working with my therapist on these on these things. Mm. She's she's really really good in a sense of she uses different um, met- methods and methodologies and whatever schools of thought when it comes to psychology. Yeah. Um, but she's been able to help me um, get to those aha moments with just, like, I don't know. I mean, we could probably talk for like seven hours on like what kind yeah. of therapy, like what it looks like actually. But that's what's what's been driving my uh, thoughts And simply just like pointing me in the right direction and a lot of introspection, a lot of, uh, admitting my own faults, I think not my fault, but like, um, I, I, I used to tend to drop into these, uh, self-loathing, um, slash, you know, I'm a victim types of mentalities. Uh, not because like I'm a bad person. It's it's simply because like I I was wired that way, and yeah, when I realized what I was doing, I was like no, because it was it was inside literally every part of my life, and and yeah. then I just started wow. unwinding one by one. And I mean, I'm still doing those things, and I'm still uh, getting back into those loops uh, of like old patterns, but I I'm trained enough let's put it like that to recognize how okay okay i'm blaming somebody else i'm blaming my circumstances i'm not taking uh, accountability and then i I just reverse back i say okay what is it that i can do how is this like what part of this can i control awesome go do it and then like make myself do it and then all over again and like there's uh, probably a lot more uh, defeats than there are uh, wins but like as they compound i get to feel better uh, every day just little by little so yeah
1: yeah definitely little by little dude i totally agree my thing isn't as much my thing's like the past i definitely look a lot about the past and i feel like this is how things are just going to end up or this is how like this is It's, yeah, it's difficult for me to look at, like, I, I tend to blame a lot of things on the past rather than looking to what can I change about that today? Cause nothing's, the, the past is the past it's done, but that doesn't mean it's set in stone what you're going to do the next time. You know, that's just another opportunity to rewrite that. Um, but that's just something I've been, I've been coming up to (laughs) and, and looking for, I've been, I've been going to therapy, I don't know, for a couple, like half a year, a little over half a year, but, um, yeah, it's been I can definitely attest to the fact that like I noticed a very positive shift. But it it also takes a, a a little second to get into it, you know? It's very very strange to just like give this person you don't know all of your like deep dark thoughts and then just trust them. Like it's a very unusual thing to do, but if you find the right person, then it works.
0: Totally. I feel you because I remember um at some point, I was just like, you know, is this working? I was just like, okay. <laughs> I did that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I feel like that's totally normal. <laughs> I'm waiting. Is it gonna? Is anything gonna happen? And then at some point, I just realized it had already happened. Just you know. Yeah. You know, uh, baby steps. Baby step by baby step. It was. It was just happening. And then, um, I at some point I realized how much it had compounded. And I'm I'm a completely different person than two years ago when I started, or like two and a half, whenever it was. Um, and uh, but on the other hand, what you said, which is like opening up to a total stranger, it takes time. It takes time to. For me, it was I didn't have a problem necessarily opening up as much as receiving what they're saying. You know, actually mm. taking it inside and like making it my truth. It took it took a while.
1: Dude, that that totally resonates. The wondering, I w- I remember I would go into sessions and be like, so when does it happen? When do I feel good again? <laughs> yeah, it's just like when when do things get better here? I don't really understand. I would I remember I'd be leaving. I'd be in the car. I'm like, fuck! I just paid this person for I don't know what, but then it's almost always like it comes when you're not expecting. You're like, whoa it'll come in the middle of an event. This is what I learned is like, I would be in a situation where I was like, Oh my God, I just did the thing. I just used a tool or something. Like I just like, that's so like my thoughts are legitimately different and more, you know, positive. We like you read and talk about and say so much about a growth mindset online and all these things. But like, I, I mean, everyone, anyone listening is probably thinking I have a growth mindset, but do you really like, do you really have a growth mindset about like, it's very possible to have a growth mindset in your career, but definitely be relationship closed. Like that exactly. is 100% possible. And not a lot of people like come to terms with that or realize that they think a growth mindset in one area will just carry on over, but it doesn't.
0: Mm-hmm. And I would even ask what is a growth mindset? Like you, there's yeah. literally endless ways of defining those. Um, but yeah, that. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, so many things to be. How do you define it? Growth mindset, huh? I don't. I I don't. I don't really think about like. I, I, if I had to define it right now, it would be not simply simply removing. Like no, being aware of uh, of the fact that there there are some things that are limiting your growth. So, like, the mm. first step is like being aware that there is something limiting your growth, like, and you control it. And then, step two is recognizing those things and removing them and going to the next bottleneck, either psychologically or I mean, it's, it's always going to be psychologically. So, th- Damn, that yeah, would that's be, powerful stuff, I guess.
1: <laughs> I, because I, I was thinking about it as like being able to turn. A difficult situation into an opportunity Is
0: that's a good one
1: rather than being like this is my fault or this is someone else's fault or this is like the why is this happening to me it's being able to be like okay this is happening so not i guess number one is that acceptance of like this difficult situation is happening what can i do about it that mm-hmm. can help me out like that to me both very real both very similar definitions of a growth mindset i like that
0: me too, so nice. now that
1: we're into, like, mindsets and things like that, what mm-hmm. kind of, um, yeah, I guess what kind of mindsets do you think have been important in your kind of success? Normally at this point I'd ask about, like, your routines and stuff, but I'm actually curious, like, what, how does your thoughts and stuff impact your success in moving forward?
0: Okay. Um, my mindset has been limited by, uh, or rather, it has been pooled from, from two poles. Like on one hand, I feel like I'm unstoppable and that, that I can, you know, financially become a millionaire, a billionaire, whatever. Right. And on the other hand, this like worm of self doubt that is always there and always ready to kind of pull the rug uh, under my feet. And that has been a huge topic uh, over the past couple of years in therapy, which is like, you know, you know, how come those two things can exist at the same time, um, and they're complete? Like they're extremely strong. It's not like one is stronger than the other. And so when I feel like I can do anything, you know, the the worm appears. When I f- feel like down, I I remember, hey, like you know, I can do anything. And so. Um, my mindset has been, Hey, I'm shooting for the stars and like trying to deal with the uh, lack of, or rather like shooting myself in the leg, whenever I, uh, you know, Hmm. even imagine uh, accumulating some kind of success. And like, well, I I guess my mindset has been, you know, I'm not giving up. Uh, I'm just figuring out how to deal with that. What's the cause and how to like, you know, make things work in my favor um i guess that's that's been the dominant mindset so far
1: yeah it's that was a very i don't even know if i fully understand it yet but the fact that there are two (laughs) conflicting two conflicting thoughts or feelings or emotions can exist at the same time you can yeah you can feel love but an intense amount of you know anger towards someone at the same time it doesn't mean just because you're angry that you don't love them or vice versa like uh, you that's for emotions but like for thoughts too you can think two very different radical things at the same time Uh,
0: uh, yes and no i get i mean i don't i don't really know it was really it was strange for me i've always felt that but like it's been changing uh lately and and i i feel like i've given myself permission to Go out there and actually be successful, and so I think that you know right now my mindset is really geared towards you know achieving that success without feeling any guilt Mm. guilt behind it, Um, and and simply like doing the things that need to be done. For example, because I've always known what I'm supposed to do, I've just had lack of motivation to do it when it comes when Mm. when, you know push comes to shove, but now I. You know, it's changed. It's, something has changed. So, um, you know, my mindset right now is like, okay, go out there, deliver, um, and and this is more towards like professional than than private. Um, so yeah, like just you know, go out there, deliver, create value, capture part of it, and grow, grow as a business person, grow as a human, grow um, as someone who's you know achieving the things that they want.
1: i agree yeah um yeah okay what, what about um a routine do you have any sort of uh, morning routine any kind of habits that follow you throughout the day
0: yes i try to not like i try to not drown myself in work uh, which has hmm. been an issue for the past not just my entrepreneurial journey it has been for the past like I don't know, five, six years. Yeah. Um, I see I see. you feel, you feel uh, some, a, a, like, sort of, uh, you relate to it. That's that's kind of the yes. laugh that I'm hearing. <laughs> yes. Um, I've, I, I've always felt like I had to, um, I don't know, uh, work more to, like, I don't know, again, probably, you know, prove to somebody that, I'm, that I, that, you know, what I'm doing is worth it, whatever. And, recently for the past like six months i've been really trying to like calm myself down uh, install some healthy practices so for example my mornings uh just as of recently like i like to get up like 30 minutes before my girlfriend um she and my dog like they they uh sleep in the in the bedroom and i like go out i get my coffee and i read for like 30 minutes all by myself and it's really nice and then like i read maybe you know 20 30 minutes more um i do some yoga i walk my dog and like that's kind of the morning that i'm that i'm Trying to have it's not always like that because I'm a very anxious per- person. Sometimes I I just have to like if I have an idea, if I know what kind of a newsletter I want to send out, if I like, uh, I don't know, whatever. I just have to do it rather than let it sit on my mind because it's gonna make me anxious the whole day. I would rather sacrifice yeah. you know the leisure time to make sure that I that I write it down or whatever, act upon it. But still. I try to, you know, have these healthy uh, routines, so to speak. Um, also, weekends, I've started uh, other, or rather, yeah, I just remembered, um, probably the, the, the strongest routine that I had for the past two and a half years was therapy on Saturdays. But uh, as of recent, I started, you know, going out more with uh, with uh, some buddies of mine or like going on dates with my girlfriend simply because like, you know, it's healthy. It's good. Like just detaching from work and from, from the ambition and just, you know, just slowing down and enjoying life. And I think that's, that's going to be the focus in the next period, which is like, okay, I'm going to keep, you know, pushing the pedal, but I I also do not want to wake up one day and realize I've spent like my twenties and thirties busting my ass off without like, enjoying any of it right and like you can't really do things in your 50s that you can in your 30s or like you know 20s so that's that's also something i've been working but yeah that's kind of what i'm uh, what i'm all about right now when it comes to like routines and stuff
1: yeah i think it's important to spend time with the people you're in relationships with whether it be friend girlfriend anything like that it's um Yeah, no, I think that's something that I could definitely improve on is making time to hang out with friends. I definitely let my work get ahead of me or like all the things that I'm doing on the side after work. Like, yeah, I think that's a, that's a really healthy thing that anyone can do to improve their life. And I noticed a lot of times, a lot of um, like older founders, when I'd ask them, what do they like to do for fun? Some of them just straight up say like, I just hang out with my kids. Like that's to Mm -hmm. me what, gives me fuel and re-gives me you know energy for the day and I was like damn yeah. so when you hang out with your friends one thing that I think is really cool that you do is you mentioned you like to go for cigars with your homies Yeah. Uh, what kind of sparked that what started that
0: I, I don't even remember I think we were just hanging out and one of the guys mentioned he he knows this great place he's been there a few times he knows the owner I think and he was like we should we should just go and hang and we're like, awesome, and let's go. And and it it became a routine, I guess. So we go every couple of weeks, um, you know, have a cigar and just enjoy a couple of hours of like, you know, uh, whatever whatever the talk is with, like, you know, boys. We just talk about, it, you know, yeah, everything and anything, like from football to business to like you know trash talking our girlfriends and stuff. So you know. <laughs> Uh, the usual, but, um, it's been, it, it's really nice because it's actually really relaxing. Even though we sometimes talk about work, I don't really feel like it's draining energy. I don't feel like, you know, it's really yeah. recharging and, and, and it's also cool. It's fancy, you know, everything is like, you know, uh, uh shiny and like everything is like uptight and, you know, the, um, the people working there or, or suits and you know the folks that actually go there are you feel classy yeah exactly exactly so it's a it's a very cool uh, cool thing that we started and i think we're gonna keep doing it it's fun
1: yeah that's pretty sweet how about um the so some of the other hobbies that you mentioned is you really like uh to do cuban salsa you like playing video games and going to the gym so first salsa dancing that's sick what what got you into that
0: Ah oh, that was funny. So one of my best friends from from when I was uh, a kid, she uh, at some point she started uh, going to salsa parties and uh, started dancing salsa and I was like yeah, this this might be cool, actually. And she used to take me to these parties where I would basically sit down and drink beer and she would go around and, and dance with people and, like, I would get asked to dance. Like, girls would approach and be like, hey, you know, do you dance? I would be like, nah, no. And so I was just like, okay, at some point, I, I really do want to wanna learn how to dance. Yeah. And, like, salsa was actually... Uh, and I, I, I emphasize Cuban salsa because there's a difference. Uh, compared to to Latin slash uh, sport salsa, right? Um, but anyway, like uh, it's very social. It's it's really cool, and um, so yeah, I I decided I want to try it at some point. And so um, I was I was still playing football, and like my teammates really gave me a, a hard time when they realized I was uh, I was going dancing. But uh, uh, dude, I bet I that know. made you
1: so agile on the field, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. light uh, on your toes
0: exactly that's some that that's one of the things that they used to say um but, but it actually gave me advantage like my my footwork from football gave me advantage uh, in salsa actually and um so i started it was literally a hobby um and i became really good at it really quickly and after literally less than a year i started uh, holding classes and like you know um it was it was really becoming a huge part of my life, and so like five years later, my current girlfriend girlfriend uh, we used to teach salsa together. Um, we still oh, dance wow. salsa together exactly, and so you know I don't really teach anymore or go to parties that frequently, but it's a huge part of my life, and I uh, yeah gladly go back to to that part of it. Yeah, that sounds That's really sweet. Cool. Yeah, yeah
1: what uh oh oh the other thing what so what kind of dog do you have again
0: um she's a belgian shepherd uh, also known as uh, malinois and those are probably most are those the chompers what does that mean
1: like the ones with the really strong jaws that like people like the police dogs
0: yes they're they're police dogs they're military breed um and they're extremely easy to train and they basically um uh what's the word uh, so german shepherds used to be those kinds of dogs and and german shepherds as a breed they became uh you know they became ill and and all the genetics uh they got screwed so uh, belgian malinois basically stepped in and so one of the most agile dogs in the world um, and yeah, it's it's really it's really fun. Uh, we work with her, we train her. it was like a hobby for us when we when we had her when we like um, uh, brought her. It was like okay, we know that one we need to spend a lot of time with her meaning like you know spend her energy because they're extremely energetic dogs. and we have to teach her at least the basics so stop. Um, come back, right, and just yeah. uh, not react to things, um, and that's how it started. And I mean, you know, she—I can give her a command to like run thirty feet from me and like um, make a circle around the tree and get back. I mean, it's funny. <laughs> so
1: you've been so you've been training this dog from do it. You okay? So do you believe how old is your dog? First of all,
0: she's two right now.
1: She's two. Okay, so this wouldn't count but maybe you know the answer i wonder if old dogs do actually learn new tricks like if this dog is very trainable could you train her at like seven or eight or nine oh, yeah. you but know certain commands
0: i think so <laughs> I, I think so definitely because uh, like she was picking up things when she was six months old she's picking up things right now and like i have another dog um he's living with my mom and uh, that breed is called uh, Argentinian Doggo Mastiff, whatever you want to call it, like Dogo Argentino. Um, and for example, he's he's twelve, and it, totally like I taught him a trick that I taught uh, my other dog, which is like to just um, stand uh, stand underneath me, like between my legs, and just like sit down and wait for a command. So like you can teach an old dog uh, new tricks. That's that's totally doable.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. Okay. Oh, video games. What did you play? What was your <laughs> What was your uh, game of choice?
0: Oh man. Uh, when I was a kid, so like elementary school, high school, I used to play CS, so C- Counter Strike, uh, one point mm. six. It was really popular. Um, and then I transitioned into playing Dota, like the the old one from uh, yes like the Warcraft. Uh, part of the the history and then and then when dota 2 came out uh, I, I just kept on playing and i've been playing it and being awful at it for the past i don't know how many years so it's been fun
1: <laughs> yeah those are so i'm guessing those were like primarily pc games that you played
0: oh yeah yeah pc games pc i'm totally yeah. a pc guy i was
1: more of a i was more of a console guy for sure <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't know i never I never found consoles like uh, attractive enough, and I could I I always had better command over uh, over a PC and my mouse and like, like
1: the mouse, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Your reflex. I mean, if you are playing CS, like you were probably pretty reflexive. Oh yeah, with yeah. that, I heard that's a, that was a tough game.
0: It was especially the I mean, even the new one. Was like, not,
1: maybe uh, not tough, but like incredibly competitive.
0: Totally, totally, and very. Um, <laughs> emotion, emotion driven i remember i used to like um for example like if your connection is not perfect you you like your bullet might get like swallowed by the connection and like you just die and you know you actually sh- you know shot the guy yeah. first but yeah. you just die and like i used to break like uh keyboards and and headphones yeah. and like you just you were
1: that guy with like a stack of three keyboards next to <laughs> you snap one and grab the next one and start playing
0: sadly sadly yes <laughs> I, I like if somebody filmed me i would have probably been a meme
1: yeah <laughs> that's relatable dude if someone i remember thinking that like if my my friend group like if we just got it would be so middle school if, like, in middle school we were recorded during our, like, Call of Duty, you know, exactly. Town like, <laughs> mini games that we would play together. Like, our private matches. I was like, wow, I bet if someone recorded this, it would, just, it would literally just be, like, a Facebook meme now.
0: Yeah, yeah. we might have been even... Um, we, we could have become famous. If, yeah, uh, you know, I Hester mean, it's fun times,
1: to- dude. It was, you know that's how my friends we used to we would hang out not all the time i said that in the, another episode and then it was like wow i sound like a dork not all the time but <laughs> no we like part of we we used to love like just getting together and playing cod and that was so easy because you could just be at the comfort of your own home but still chilling with the homies yeah
0: yeah and to think of, to to think like it's a completely normal thing today i remember when i was a yeah. kid it was we we used to like um meet in these like uh, pc playgrounds whatever however they used to be called and like spend i don't know how many hours how much money um i would for example get there around 7 p.m. and then like play up, up until like morning or sometimes i would just skip school and go straight straight there and like play from 8 a.m. to like i don't know like 2 p.m. i mean yeah. it was it was crazy it was really cool yeah i feel
1: that <laughs> All right, Stefan, now it's time for the closing questions, the wrap-up oh, quick-fire sure. questions I got for you. So nice. I don't know if you've heard the show before, but I could start sending these for preparation. This is some of the questions <laughs> I have to send for prep. But they're they're more fun. They're casual. First one is sure, what yeah. kind of music do you listen to? Huh,
0: that's good. I listen to timba, which is basically timba. the music that you dance salsa to. I Nice yeah and I mean you just get hooked and that's it um, I like to listen um, to some classic music depending on what I'm doing and I used I just love like the pop uh, popular popular culture music like I don't know uh, Lincoln uh, Park and you know stuff like that I used to, like the things that I used to listen to when I was uh, a teenager um you know it's it's still something I enjoy listening to um uh, a lot and sometimes I go down the memory lane and just listen to some good old you know death metal and and like uh like metal music in general so
1: yeah what about movies or t v shows what kind of movies or t v shows do you watch
0: mm. i don't know like i'm i'm i i don't know how which uh r- rerun is this but i'm watching um, office again um Classic. i yeah <laughs> um i just i literally last night we were watching the episode when <laughs> when toby gets back and michael has a, <laughs> <laughs> has a heart attack um <laughs> uh but yeah so i don't know like i you know, I sometimes, like, we watch Netflix and stuff, but, like, I'm not really a, a movies guy. Like, I just, I have these few movies that I, I like to watch. Like, we had a marathon on, like, uh, Lord of the Rings, and before that, like, Star Wars, and, like, we do a Harry Potter marathon every uh, every winter. So, like, you know, I'm very simple when it comes to those things.
1: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. What about books? What kind of books are you reading?
0: So, I usually read, like, business books um if not business then like epic fiction uh, my favorite series is uh something called um uh, the wheel of time by robert jordan um and brandon sanderson he finished the books and there's like 14 14 books uh amazon actually did one season butchered it completely so i'm not going to watch season number 2 but um, and that's epic fiction and that's that's like uh my first half of my life and then the second one is uh reading business books right now i'm on uh, Gary Vaynerchuk um and i'm like not that big of a fan i was just like okay this is this is something you got to yeah. read and just that's it um but i recently read for the second time um 100 million dollar offers from Alex Hormozi so i I really love that one Oh my god! Like that dude is, is super amazing. helpful, dude. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm 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 on the on the business side of uh, of education and like a leisure reading. So yeah.
1: yeah, I feel that. And finally, where can people find you?
0: You can find me on LinkedIn, the easiest. You can reach out to me, Stefan at strhire.com or you can just check out my podcast on uh, on youtube or spotify or apple it's called SDR higher and yeah i mean i'm on other social platforms as well but like you know uh, anything regarding whatever whatever we've discussed today is probably the best way to reach out to me on linkedin
1: excellent man stefan thanks thank you for coming on the show i had a really thank great time talking to me, you man. yeah we'll speak to you too friend of the show forever
0: thanks thanks man thanks man it's been a pleasure